both of you have just failed miserably at your only the, jobs. Yeah, that's <laughs> only my only job. Jobs. That's the only job we have to do is to add Trello card. Yeah, I wish that was my only job. It is a bombing 90 degrees in Southern California. And you're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 117, the premiere PHP podcast in Southern California and Colorado Springs in certain parts of Japan, We have according we have. to metrics. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, coming to you live with my Did partner, you say it was 117 degrees? John Condon. Is that coincidence? I think not. No, I don't think so. It's 170. And to his right, the bearded phenomenon. Man, you just made this all sorts of weird. Haven't been called a phenomenon in a while. Have you ever been called a phenomenon? I guess is a better question. I have. Yeah. Been called pedophile a few times, but not a phenomenon. (sighs) Only by you. Way to bring the show down. Was that that only only that one time? Only that one time by Elon Musk. Oh, uh, you maybe by PHP drama. How's everybody been doing? That then. I think I stayed out of that pretty well because it was before your time. If you're just joining us and you have not listened to the previous 116 episodes, we are three developers whose day-to-day lives is to code the inner tubes. <laughs> we don't do that great of a job at it. And this is basically our time Teach of the you week how not to, to get do together it. and fascinate at the fact that we still make a living at doing this. So there's no guarantees we're going to talk about PHP. There's no guarantees just, we're going to talk about I'm just about jump right in and start now. But, Did you see my you tweet know, today? We'll ribble. Yeah. I you had several. I, What's up with that? I have a uh, this weird thing, and it's driving me absolutely nuts. It's, Use your words, John. Use your words. If I run just the the test file, works perfectly. I run the same test in the suite of I think it's upwards of fourteen hundred tests right now. It gets to the same test file and barfs all over the place, and cannot figure out why. And the tests are very simple. All it does is call an exec on a command using absolute paths on the file system. Don't judge. I know exec is bad, blah, 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 but that's what I do. And it's repeatable. Always at the same place. And just before we started recording, I actually fired up Xdebug and stepped through it. And what I was seeing prior was I output the command I'm running. It matches in both cases. The output I get from the exec command when I run just the test file is correct. Otherwise, I get a empty array when I run the full suite and the return var which is the exit code of the script on success is zero when I run it as part of the full suite it was negative one so I finally fire up xdebug step through it and what I'm actually getting is a uh, exec it fatal error exec unable to fork and I have no clue why and that's what I'm in the middle of researching just before talking to you two fools Hmm. It's driving me nuts. I'm absolutely hating life right now. I can see why. Yeah. Memory usage. You would think, but I'm running free-m in my Docker container, and 
at the point it fails, I... I'll go Stack Overflow for you. I've already tried that. <laughs> I Because that's where I learned to do this. And I still have over 150 megs free at that point. So it's, it's not running I out of memory. it's a percentage issue. Not necessarily running out of memory, but at a certain percentage of memory free, fork won't occur. Huh. Well, you would... I wonder what that would be, because I'm starting... When I start out... I am at 714. So I guess that's See, the possible. Stack Overflow I'm looking at says once the process hits 57% in memory usage, it starts to pump out unable to fork. Huh. Well, thank you for that. I will have to check that out. The, the crappy part is I'm actually trying to solve another issue that is not happening in my Docker container but is happening on Scrutinizer, and that's a completely different issue, and I can't even figure that one out. So unit tests right now, as of about, what, 12 hours ago, have been kicking my ass. Yeah, I don't, I don't like how poorly uh, unit testing releases memory. Um, you might want to try tossing in some cleanup, uh, GC cleanup. Hmm. Thanks. I'll, I'll look at that. We don't have to spend any more time on it. It's just been my, my pain point over the past 12 hours. Well, I've been looking at a boatload of PHP stuff, okay. despite uh, despite Eric's protest. <laughs> I don't remember you know, protesting. <laughs> you know, this week is DEFCON. Okay. And at DEFCON, a security group called RipsTech announced new PHP exploitation techniques. Isn't this supposed to be called actually, Hearing Impaired you know Con now? I might actually be wrong about this week. <laughs> DEFCON last week. We, Damn it. We're supposed to be a PC person. now. You're a terrible person, John. However, they've announced several new PHP exploit te- exploitation techniques um, using stream wrappers, uh, FAR metadata, and all doing PHP object injection. The kind of stuff that you really, really don't want. So I've been reading up on those. And I've been reading up on an interesting article that tells me that all the other stuff I've been talking about the last few weeks is dumb. <laughs> I read an article about basically use associative arrays never, as well as an article about... Uh, That's by Garfield, that, right? I said that was that Garfield one we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at Krell. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Garfield. We didn't necessarily... Yeah, and, and he did a couple of these types of of don't do this <clears throat> posts and and I've read a bunch of them lately and this article just says well, what's wrong with articles that say foo is better than bar uh the example he gives is is the one that gets brought up a lot which is single quotes versus double quotes and why it doesn't really matter and you should use the one that you want to use and almost all of these tests about which one is better than the other one are not addressing an actual problem that's being encountered. They're just a cute little, this one's more optimized than this one, or this one is better by that's uh, billion That's not exactly true. They do do d- different things. So it does matter which one you're using, depending on how you're using it. So that's, I mean, that's important. Sure. That's to a point. I mean, you can use but as, both as far interchangeably. As it's, no, you can't you can exactly use them interchangeably. I mean, for, for example, 
if you're throwing, um, at least in my experience, and I just ha- I just ran into this recently, if you're trying to throw a new line in an echo or something, yeah. and you do it with single mm-hmm. quotes, it's going to literally print out whatever you put it between those single quotes. It's not going to translate that yeah. new line. So it does matter. But that's why I I use PHP EOL. Okay. Now. It does matter whether you're using single or double quotes. Sure. Y- you're right. You're right. It does matter. But performance-wise, these all these articles I've been reading are about performance. And, and this latest article stands to say that what they're achieving is not incre- incredibly improved performance. What they're doing is getting you to change your behaviors in a way that you don't necessarily need to. As they're measuring things in iterations of millions... Um, when the reality is opcache is getting put in place after the first run of your program, things are not running like that in production, and an actual problem isn't being solved. Well, if, if there's a real slowdown in your system, you should identify that, not focus on never using associative arrays. I th- Micro-optimization is stupid. Right. I, I think we run into that right. a lot in, in our industry, because, I mean, we geek out on this stuff, and, and you hear about you know the, the complex challenges that a company like Facebook has to address and how they're addressing it. And all of a sudden, you know, Fred from mom and pop's coffee shop feels like, oh yeah, he needs to do all that optimization to his blog as well. It's like, yeah, you know, when you start hitting, you know, 3 trillion hits, start to worry about some of that stuff. But for now, just worry about getting good code up. Yeah, that, that's the gist of it, is is that the sort of endless fascination with the faster way of doing things is is micro-optimization. It's something that you don't need to be doing, and it's probably wasting your time and money. I, I only do it to stop PHP Storm from yelling at me. And it's a simple option enter and change them. John showed me that today, option enter. John was showing me all sorts of keyboard shortcuts today. I'm trying to change my workflow around a little bit, trying to uh, trying to reduce my. Although I, I I'm back to dual screens. I, I told I told the team today that I think I was going to do away with my dual screens and go back to one screen. No, and uh, sure enough, I you still want you still want dual screens. You just it's how you're using it and how you have you spend too much of your mental focus on things like Slack. Yeah, you need to reduce the notifications there. Only respond if you're spoken to. Don't try to be caught up in everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in the best positions to do that, though. I, I mean, there's certain ones where you know which channels you have to focus on, and then everything else it should only be if you're mentioned. Listen, if I like, you don't I'm need the check you don't need the day to day chatter. Layer chat, Slack. I, I'll check. Okay, breaking news. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to scoop. I'm going to scoop the podcast itself. I, actually, I shouldn't because I'll jinx it. <laughs> Larry Chat. Larry Chat Live is is coming back. It's coming back with vengeance, baby. We. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. They. You know. We took a break uh, at Laricon 2017, like right before New York. I think was the last Larry Chat Live podcast, and then. Jesus, are you okay, Thomas? You're muting backwards. Yeah, no shit. You're muting as you inhale. Good God, man. <laughs> um, you know, they, we stopped recording back in 2017. Um, 
and I, I, I guess I can say we, I, I was a pretty established part of the panel by then. And, you know, life... You, yeah, you'd injected yourself pretty thoroughly life got point. Life just got really busy for everybody. And, I mean, all through 2017, 2018, we didn't record. And we all got, got together in Chicago this year and uh, said, hey, you know, what are we doing? Are we going to, are we going to start recording again? And, and sure enough, uh, everybody's excited to do it. We, a few people came up and said, hey, what's the story? Is Lair Chat coming back? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we, we, you know, at the time we we're thinking, you know, we didn't, didn't really go anywhere, but we kind of did. <laughs> I mean, we didn't record for a year. <laughs> so there was a very long hiatus, but yeah, we're going back and it's kind of, it's, they're, we're changing the format a little bit. They're going to do more of a kind of this style where where previously it was all about the live stream and the idea would be people would watch the live stream and they actually didn't start doing the um, the podcast. I started doing the podcast. That's really kind of how I got involved with them. I'm like, hey, let, I'll I'll pull the audio off the live stream and uh, put that put that together for a podcast. Whoever wants to subscribe to it. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the format where they're, they'll they'll still do the live stream like we do the live stream now, but it won't necessarily be a scheduled every other Thursday sort of live stream. Like they'll probably move it around because they, there's a, a real desire to get some guests that are over in Europe on the show, and so moving those time zones around a little bit. We'll do some post editing, which is something we haven't haven't ever done before as well um for the for the actual podcast so it's gonna be fun and and i'll I'll save some of the secrets for the actual show but the the panel is is changing around a little bit we're we've got a few new people who have committed to being regulars and it's it should be really exciting i'm excited i it's i I like those guys When, Uh, when can we expect to hear this well we were going to record uh today and uh they yeah I, i'm like you know the idea was the the three of us uh matt sean and myself we've we've been working on rebooting it and working through the format and they're like okay well let's just record tomorrow i'm like well wait a minute we've got more team members we've got to take in consideration you know let's ask everybody what time works for everyone so they said okay that's fair we didn't record today. Instead, we put the question out, and now we're we're just trying to nail down a time, which is actually not always the easiest thing to do <laughs> because half half the team, actually more than half the team, is on East Coast time, and Sean and myself are on Pacific Coast time. So, trying to find a time that works for everybody here is going to be a little challenging, but we'll see. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. My question is, has Sean heard what we've said about Laravel in the last year? <laughs> Sean, Sean is a regular listener. He he calls. I told you he called me out when I forgot to mention he was the sixth wave PHP speaker I ran into at Laracon. So he he actually listens uh, fairly regularly, and uh, I uh, I compliment him for that. So, so he knows he's he knows who he's getting. Oh, in the I'm always he surprised. The, the shit I'm runs always downhill. surprised he lets me be part of the show because I definitely feel like as much of a supporter I, I as I am of Laravel and as much of a as, as much as I get on my soapbox as <clears throat> about the Laravel community and making the community stronger, I definitely feel like I am probably the of 
people in the Laravel community, if you want to say I'm in the Laravel community, I'm probably one of the harshest critics of some of the things that go on. And I, 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 I would, I'd say as host of LaraChat, as one of the hosts of LaraChat, you're in the Laravel yeah. community. And, and so I, I'm definitely not. Yeah, afraid. but he barged in himself. It was like, <laughs> let me into your community. So I, I've told. This is about I've told me him now. In the past. I'm like, dude, if you want me to step aside, I totally understand because there is the image, right? I mean, you know, I, I bring baggage. I don't care about this show, right? I mean, this is us. This is this is us being us. Yeah. So I, I'm always I'm all. But we do we do pull negative attention yeah. for so sure. I, I'm always offering to to like <laughs> throttle myself. I'm like, hey, you know, if you don't want me to talk about this stuff, you know, just you know, I won't talk about. It. Don't ask me about this topic. And Sean's pretty much like, no, we want everybody's everybody's opinion. So you're part of the show. You know, we want your opinion, even if it doesn't agree with what we say or, or agree with our views. This is where we want to talk through it. Now, we've we've said at length how nice and good a guy Sean is. We did? We we do. Mm-hmm. We have several times. When? <laughs> just kidding. And I love you, Sean. The question is the question is, is Sean just being nice? He's Canadian. He just, no, oh, he's Canadian. No, he no Eric. He has to be. It's fine. It's by law. Don't, by don't law worry. he has to be nice. He doesn't That that black mark on on the podcast by having you here is isn't a bruise; it's a distinguishing mark. <laughs> I've tried to kick myself off the show Eric. several times. Eric, you gave me a heart attack like five minutes ago. Okay. You, you mentioned Wave PHP, so I pulled up the site, and it's thirty three days away. Oh my god! Thirty three days away. Wow! I get. Well, as of the time of this hours. recording, yeah. I've got a, uh, I, I've got a deployment to do as well. I'm trying to clean up the sponsor list a little bit and highlight the uh, different level sponsors. So I was working on that. Oh yeah, I have to completely change Thomas's feature too. Why? What's wrong? With... Oh, right. let's talk about Damn, that. I forgot to, I forgot we to didn't do talk that. about it. So Thomas came through for us, for the listeners of the show, the regular listeners of the show. I okay. I made you edit the podcast, so I came through that for me. True. <laughs> Thomas said that if I edited the podcast, he would add a feature to the Wave PHP uh, site where you could plan your own schedule and print it out. So you had you you could pick what talks you wanted to go to, and then print that out and have it with you. And uh, he did it. What do, what do you want to change about it, John? I thought it was fairly simple. Yeah, we we've talked about it from a organizer standpoint. We we missed the mark as far as. Why aren't we capturing that data? Oh. Why aren't we saying, oh, we've got X people that want to go to this talk and that talk and be able to plan where people are going to be a little bit better as well. And also because just Because that is just, just excess enough. data that will only bother no, you. Nah, do he, not do that. He's got a good do point. I mean, if we can get an idea of how many are going to be on each track. You you won't get an idea of it, though. I, I guarantee you this... This is going to be a fringe use tool. Yeah, he's got a point. Damn it. I hate when you have a point. This isn't going to give you any kind of accurate. Remember that to get an accurate measure in statistics, you're talking about 25 to 35% of, of people replying. So you'd have to have like 25% of your attendees planning their schedule in the next 33 days for you to get anything that would be even st- remotely statistically valuable. 
do not do not waste time on that. You will seriously just bother yourself more. Why'd you call it plan my trip and not plan my conference? Just curious. I don't know. This is literally literally the first line of code I typed was just. I don't know. Why didn't you put a space? What do I call this? Why didn't you put a space between the? Why didn't you put a space between the radio button and the A? No, the big problem there. Actually, I need to push a, a pull request for that. Is that I didn't wrap the radio box around the text attending so you should be able to click the word attending and it should check the radio uh, box and it doesn't so i need to do i need to fix that and send uh, you guys awesome. a pull request for that hmm. but i did fix the css well, in case you, you guys did, noticed you did i did the fix CSS, the layout so that fixes it, it looks much nicer what's with the space between register and, <laughs> and the schedule registration and the schedule why'd you do that i didn't okay Mean to fix it. I don't know. I I looking at that code. I did not like the way it was laid out. It was super super what? super awesome and dynamic. And, and the last and the last last complaint is the very last box on the right. Very last box on the right. I don't know why we're hashing this out on. Uh, yes, I I actually had to make all of the boxes bigger just so that you could oh, still mark that one I as see. attending because it was hidden because the Z index yeah, on it is and wrong. And this has got, we could, tra- we could change this title no. and take out that because you haven't piece. That's a very long title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it, I got as long as I was going to spend on the the podcast editing into this, and that, that was as much yeah, as I was going to That's all you're willing to do? <laughs> I, got, I got four. I got, well, no, I got four hours into this. So, I mean, it was... You know, I, I think just getting the code base installed and spun what? up took me an hour. Crazy. I, well, I don't have you. Your guys' code base says now run uh, valet. Do I have? I don't do have, I have valet a, in this repo. Oh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, <sighs> it was like just do this and this Whatever. and this, and then run valet, and then you're all set. Run valet, and you wouldn't have an issue. Well, well I don't have a Mac. You should have a Mac, and you want to have an issue. I considered it. I'm I'm at, you know, like three or four, maybe even five years at this job now, and my original machine it's showing its age. So I considered asking for a uh, a Mac to replace my machine, but I, I just I can't do it. I can't validate having a Mac. Didn't they just replace your machine RAM. a couple of years ago? No, they replaced a hard drive. This one, they replaced the whole ThinkPad for you recently, like, not that long ago. Nah, nah. My my personal machine, which is connected <clears throat> with Synergy, needs to be replaced. It's really on its last legs. I mean, while we're talking, I keep getting notifications that my, my GPU is at 95 <laughs> degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Which is bad. 95 degrees Celsius? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Yeah, I actually I had to buy a case fan because my computer turned off the other day. It just just is like this is too hot. Bye, and just shut off. Um, and I'll, I'll let you know. Diagnosing why a computer just randomly shuts off is the funnest form of diagnosing yeah. a computer. But yeah, as it turns out, both fans failed on my graphics card, and the case fan failed. So. The graphics card was just sitting there cooking itself, running a YouTube video about cats. <laughs> Your former cats or kitty cats? Yes. Kitty cats. 
and Pew News. Pew News? Is, I don't know that one. What is that? PewDiePie. Yeah, I know. I've heard of PewDiePie. He's, isn't he the longest running YouTuber or some crap like that? He's still still the most popular YouTuber, and it's fascinating he because he's... He looks at things people send him and makes a comment, and that's literally it. And it's it's bizarre how he's changed formats and styles over, like, literally ten years. Where now he's, like, he, he was some kid in Sweden, and now he's getting married, or is married, and he's had all these controversies, controversies his, in his business. What's his business? It's just, he's a really fascinating person. That's... <laughs> YouTube? YouTube. He's he's the he's most popular, popular YouTuber. Popular he, he, he's got I'm, filthy I'm rich. Something. I mean, he was this person. Yeah, he's he's essentially yeah. He was he was one of the first uh, video game streamers, like way before Twitch, when Justin TV was still a thing. And he's he did he invented the reaction format when he did horror games. He. I mean, he invented so much of what YouTube is nowadays. He's got 65 just... million uh, subscribers. That's yeah, a and his lot videos regularly, like he'll release he'll release a new video and it'll get eight million views that day. I said it first. That's ridiculous. I, but he's, I said he's it a fascinating more character. Emphatically. <laughs> I mean, really, really, his thing is just fan service. He he just does what his mm. audience tells him to do and he does a daily update where he does the thing his fans were clamoring for the day before and it's i don't know. i i never i was never into his content before the stuff he did i didn't care about but the stuff he's what's doing he, now is on such now? a different level that it's quite funny oh, whatever. it's fan interaction it's just I'm fan interaction done. i'm done with youtube that's good. I'm done with it. I, so do I. I mean, I still that, watch way too much. Fortunately, of it. Fortnite has pretty much run its course on me. I'm getting tired of the Fortnite videos, but I, there's always something that replaces it. I think somebody posted in our Slack channel a link to a guy who does computer repairs, and I've been like watching his channel now. It's. It... <laughs> oh. oh. A week or two ago, my my recommended list like completely changed on me. Like, I mean, it has videos and topics that I was watching like a year or two ago, and all of a sudden that's what's coming back into my recommended feed. But that video you're talking about, I was shocked. I don't know how that came up, but watching a MacBook where the person took it to the Mac store and a Best Buy. Uh, Oh, the Geek LTT Forever Broken Mac? Is that what it was called? I don't know. It was. It came down to a, a chip on the SMC where everyone kept trying to tell them they had to replace the entire machine or to, to fix board. it, they were going to yeah. lose their data. And yeah, and the, the tech was like, why would you lose your data? Watch how easy it is to take out the SDD or the SSD drive. Yeah. And here's how easy it is to put oh, it back in. You might be talking about something else then. Yeah, so he took, he took the Mac apart. After this person was told, like, hey, if we fix this, you're going to lose all your data. And he's like, he's showing that once you get the cover off, it's one screw to take out the SSD. And then you put it back in, it's one screw to put it back in. And then you didn't have to replace the entire board. And I'm fascinated that 
people can get into this much detail, but he put the board under the microscope to find out where the issue was. And it was like, oh, look, this specific chip has basically fried. And he took the chip out and looked at an actual pad where it connects to the chip and it was corroded. So he showed how he cleaned the corrosion, how he soldered a new chip back in place, put the SMC back in place, and all of a sudden there's power to the the board and like again. Like he said, he, and he's like the machine was he's like, the real crime here is mm. I'm going to send this back to the shop that sent it to me, and they're going to charge the customer what I'm charging them plus you know a little something for themselves. <laughs> uh. I don't know, that's fine by me. Yes, you do. Now, I don't want to get into a Mac bashing thing. I do not get I'm not, upset no, I really about don't. it. I really I don't, do because you get, get so upset, and you've already got whiskey I in you. I love my whiskey. I do. So, Mac's not Shut doing up! You don't know what you're right talking now. about. They're the, a trillion-dollar the company. Mac what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they're a trillion-dollar company that doesn't pay American taxes. Um, Trump they, says that's okay, though. They recently had an issue with their brand new MacBooks not running at the CPU spec that turned out to be a software issue, they say. It was a bad key on the CPU that they patched in, and so now it's running the way it's supposed to. But some users are reporting static coming out of the speakers on the MacBook when performing normal functions. Okay, to be fair... And to be fair, a lot of right. issues I mean, in their supply you're, chain you're repairing. Very quick to point fingers at Mac, and I know I know you feel like I'm always defending Mac, which I don't feel like I am. But I like to put things in perspective. And to be fair, you name any other company that sells any other model of their laptop as much as the Macs do their laptops, and tell me they don't have recalls. Tell me that they don't have problems with those mass-produced laptops. You can't. You, right, right. I sure. Mean, I mean, well, first thing, they're, they're, they're... I can't. I'm saying this is this is a run of bad luck with Apple. There's a lot of criticism yeah, about yeah. a, a lack of innovation in the devices. That the the touch screen bar, like the touch screen bar is totally garbage. Steve Jobs would never allow for a mouse that requires it to be flipped upside down to charge. I like my you know, the, Apple mouse. I just hate the charging. I, I think that their their current valuation has a lot more to do with the ubiquity of the devices and the fact that everyone uses them than the fact that they're punching out a really high-quality product right now. Mm-hmm. And the the big flagship product, the iPhone X, is being just destroyed in the cell phone market technologically. Uh, Samsung's released a much better phone they're releasing the Note 9 uh, next week, which is an incredible device. <clears throat> I don't see. I don't know if you guys have seen. Have you guys seen the Note 9? I, I've seen a camera demonstration between the Note 9 and the iPhone X <clears throat> by Casey Neistat, who is a big Samsung person. Like, he, he. I don't necessarily know that he works for them, but he is very involved with Samsung. No, he's independent. Yeah, but he, he, no, he, they pay him. He is affiliated with Samsung, and hmm. and yesterday or the day before he released a a side by side video comparison showing the difference. And I gotta say, I did like the iPhone picture better than the Samsung Note Nine. 
So here's an interesting thing that they've done. You know that the Note series has a pen Mm -hmm. on it. The pen is now a Bluetooth LE device that takes one minute to charge and has a 90-minute life on the charge. And you can walk away from your phone Carolyn, and you press the button. You can walk away from your phone and press a button on the S Pen device, and it will take a picture of you. So you can set the phone up somewhere and then hold the pen behind your back and tap the button on the pen, and it will take a picture. I can do that with my watch. So You can also do other air gestures now <laughs> with it and a bunch of other interesting things. Can, can I say Axio and <laughs> get my broom? He made it sound like a magic wand. I was just wondering if I could get my my, my magic broom. No. Come on. You guys aren't Harry Potter fans? What the hell? Who am I talking to? I'm done. I'm leaving you guys. No, I'm really impressed with the innovation in the Note 9. It's $1,000 flat, which is a lot of money. Um, What do you think the Pixel 3 is going to come out at? Because I'm just biding my time because my Pixel 1 is pretty much dead. It's limping along, and I'm waiting for another month or two for the Pixel 3 to come out. Looking at prices, eight ninety nine. That's my guess. Probably. But and That's what mine... Mine was eight ninety nine. my S9 Plus. Yeah, I want the, the Pixel 3 uh, XL... But... Now, I, I, when I first got this phone, I, I raved about it, and you guys thought I was an idiot because I haven't had a new phone in so long. But it is an amazing device. It's, it's a full screen, no notch, none of that garbage. The notch does go away. You, you stop noticing it pretty quickly. But almost every other device that's getting released doesn't have it now. Supposedly the, the Pixel 3 is going to have it. The Pixel 3 has a big one. Yeah. But there's there's several uh, companies like Oppo that are releasing phones that have a motorized camera now. Have you seen that stuff? Yeah, and I think that's ridiculous because motorized crap's gonna fail, or you're gonna you're gonna have the camera out. I and you're don't gonna, know. You're gonna drop it. It it's not gonna last. It's gonna. I think that's a fad. It's gonna be like, oh, this is so cool, but at the end, it's not. The motor's gonna fail, or you're gonna end up hitting the camera in a way that you break your device. Do you know who you know who Michelle Wolf is? Yeah. This is this is slightly off topic, but she made a joke that said that there's already a license for being allowed to have a baby. You just you just go to the licensing office and show them your phone and if your screen <laughs> is cracked, you're not allowed to have babies. <laughs> I couldn't possibly having teenagers, I couldn't oh. possibly agree more. The number of oh, destroyed kid, phones I have in my junk like drawer is ridiculous. Business. I mean, I would, I'd get him a phone, and within a month, it, it was cracked, it was busted, something was wrong with it. Hey, Thomas, you want to hear something funny? Oh, I'd love to. Just before uh, this episode, I saw a tweet. Somebody retweeted something and added a question to it. How do I explain Bitcoin to my grandpa? And the answer was somebody else's tweet that says... Imagine if keeping your car idling 24-7 produced solved Sudokus you could trade for heroin. <laughs> I think I think you might be onto something. Those pretty fun. Is it Sudoku, Sudoku I, I love, coin? I love, I love how, I love how they, they included the fact of 
you keep your car running 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh crap we had a high this month six or actually this day 6500 yeah how have the markets been looking i don't i don't have any more cryptocurrency i sold it all for a pair of shoes it's not good <laughs> But the problem is he put $2 into the cryptocurrency to buy a $200 pair of shoes. Yeah, perfect. No, it was a, it was a gift. <laughs> and it, it devalued by half by the time I spent it. <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I, I had a series of conversations with my wife about how I want to have more money to spend. And she said, fine, spend money. And I spent money. And then I realized that I was being an asshole. And she needed money to spend too so i gave her the rest of the uh, ethereum that i had for a pair of running shoes sometimes you realize that you've been an asshole and you have to make up for it no i i don't i mean people are constantly telling me and i i refuse to acknowledge it that's the bourbon speaking scotch it's a <laughs> it's, have to correct me always have to correct me <laughs> it's a gotta, whiskey gotta gotta be right <laughs> You always have to be right. This is why we keep having this argument. <laughs> You're the one arguing. I'm just right. Is this about the Max? Is this about what I said about the Max? I don't know what you... Why do you think I have such a love for Max? I really don't. Because you keep buying them. Because they're better because than anything you lost, else You there. lost one and bought another one. Yeah, because I couldn't walk into a Dell store and buy a Dell. Not that I would have if there was one, but... <laughs> but <laughs> okay, see? But... Yeah, I mean, first thing, I, 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 so here's the thing, okay, I will admit, I, I made the decision a while ago that if I were to go try a Windows machine again, if I were, were to go back to a Windows machine, I would go and buy the machine from Microsoft, like buy a Microsoft, because I appreciate... Are the Yogas and, or the Surface, that's the one. Yeah, whatever, whatever the, whatever they have whatever happens to be their brand. And then I went to a Microsoft store and I saw what comes on the surface, like still all the built-in crap that's just part of Windows that isn't the... Yeah, it's it, it's real bad. Holy God, man. It's like, how does anybody get anything done on those machines? I mean, you've got to spend the first three days just cleaning that crap up. It's, it's like, they, you know... It, 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 and it comes back when the auto-updates run. And these stupid games, like jewel beads and stuff, it's like, what the, what, the, what is this? There's, there have been a number of complaints about people who have Candy Crush Candy reinstalled Crush. every That's couple of weeks Candy Crush. on their, on the, yeah, no, what the, the direction that Microsoft took in Windows 10 is nightmarish, and it's the same, it's the same direction that game companies for freemium games went, which is bizarre for an operating system. So I'm not, I'm not promoting Windows in any way. I'm I'm saying a Linux laptop. I'm saying a, a I I I I've, running I've Ubuntu is a thought, great development I mean, machine. I was just on the website today, or not today, just on the website this week of System seventy six. They're already lying. Confi configure the machine, put it in my shopping cart. I'm not. I could probably pull it up and show it to you right now. It's probably still there. I am I am ready to pull the trigger just to have it. My only hesitation with it is I've become such a prude with a with like the feel of my keyboards like i really want to get my hands on one of these machines before i pay for it because 
that just matters. So, and, and that's my biggest issue with my current Mac is that that damn touch bar, my big paws keep hitting the touch bar and I keep messing up what I'm doing. And had I known he did that it I today, at, when we were working today, he, he was typing something into GitHub and hit the back button. And luckily, GitHub is good enough to, as you're typing, it stores, it's got to really? store in local, in your local cache or whatever. What local storage. That's a, for me, that's a returnable offense. If I, if the keys placement is so bad that I just well, hit back part, when I'm trying part to. Part of this my fault. I mean, part, that's of, the, awful. part of it is the way my hands rest on my keyboard. And I've always, mm. like, being a Vim guy, I, I think part of it's being a Vim guy, I've always had, like, my pinky hover around the escape key. And with this Mac, that's a mistake because it's so damn sensitive. And had I gotten some, mm. had I really spent some time on the Mac with the touch bar, I, I would have probably, and it's not only the touch bar, to be honest with you, it's the keys themselves I'm not a big fan of. I would really? probably. I, I, I like the keys. Do you? Yeah. I, I I can't get used to the keys. I I'm not a huge fan. They're, they're not. I'm getting I'm getting accustomed to them. Like I'm 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 starting to anticipate the feel of it, but I I'm not I'm not liking them for sure. And uh, so so back to what I was issue. saying is if I could get my hands on like a System seventy six laptop and feel the keys and. I would totally buy one, even with the fact that I have a new Mac that that's just a couple months old. I would buy one just to see how well it worked for me, how well it became part of my workflow. But um, my issue with it is, I mean, I I was a Linux guy, you know, from early on. I loved Linux. I had Linux when I was in college, uh, when I started my first couple of jobs, and I switched to Mac. I think around two thousand four. And I think when OS X came out and became an extension of, it uh, wasn't Linux, what was FreeBSD, whatever it was at the time. And I liked the interface a lot. And then having people around me that use Linux and the issues they run into, sure, day to day it works great. But when it doesn't, it really doesn't. It's a pain in the butt, such as issues with communication apps that just don't work the same way is very frustrating when you're working in a team of people and you're like, we have to get stuff done and you can't communicate because you're on Linux. It, it's just frustrating. I, I think those days are over with though. I'm no, they're, they're not. They're, I they're have not, had no they're problems. Not over. I mean, we, we just experienced, I mean, we just experienced it like a year or so ago with, with the movement of Slack. I mean, the Slack client, the, the Linux users had to use the browser version, and then finally a native client came became available to them like months and months after uh, the Mac and Windows uh, clients were out. Then when Slack introduced new features like the ability to, to make phone calls, again, the Linux version didn't have that ability. It was months behind. Um, even, so, even things like, you know, we have clients that, that are that at the time were big Skype users and they would, the Linux people would have to go to the web version of, of Skype and it was never like completely functional. So it, it's still very much a case where the Linux is definitely a third class citizen. Like whatever, 
Oh, I agree. Being I done, agree. They're like, oh yeah, and we we have a Linux version in the works. You know, if this is successful, maybe we'll come out with a with a Linux version. So it's still very much a challenge. But <clears throat> I know for me personally, like my development workflow, everything I do right now would work on Linux, PHP Storm, Visual Studio Code, obviously things like Vim, all that stuff. The only the only uh, thing I would have to make a compromise with is I would probably have to find a new database client. I mean, I know Mike's, MySQL has tools out there that I haven't used in a while, so maybe they've improved, but I'm really happy with, when I'm working yeah. with SQL, MySQL, I'm really happy with SQL Pro on Mac, which even that doesn't translate to Windows. I don't know what I would use on Windows. Um, and then there's a new there's a new client out called Table Plus that I'm liking a lot as well. Yeah, PHP Storm has Data Grip too, which might be an option. Yeah, I'm try I'm trying to like Data Grip. And, and what I first thing I don't understand what the difference between Data Grip and the built-in database interface in PHP Storm is because it all seems the same. I'm trying to like it. Yeah, I think it is the same. It's just a separate, separate yeah, I'm out of your IDE. Nowhere near, nowhere near what SQL Pro does. I haven't tried it, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've never used an SQL client, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't really have. You've a... always gone on command line. Yeah, I did up until yeah. a few years ago. I was always just the MySQL client, and I'm still comfortable with that. But having the the SQL Pro in there has really changed how I do things and. I think for the better. What does it do different? Um, what does it do different? I think. I mean, for me, at least the. For me, somebody okay. who's not strong with the MySQL command line, and I, I know enough to get me around to do like basic selects, and things like that. But for me, it gives me that quick interface to my database. Like the moment I can, I can click on a data. I can click on a table. I can see all the rows. I can click on a row. I can, you know. It's just it's just click click point and click point and click. The, the really the really quick inline editing is probably the the biggest right. advantage. This is true. When I'm trying when I'm trying to do uh, sleuthing or trying to dive into an issue, debugging something, and trying to click around in a in the database, really easy to click on foreign keys to get me to rows and other tables without having to do selects from them. And, and even even uh, the ability to filter really quick is is a feature of it. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't do anything that you can't do in the command line. I mean, it doesn't have any special powers or anything. So there's we're not I, I, at least I'm not implying that. It's just mm -mm. like like John says, it's just a little bit more streamlined, a little easier. You don't have to write update statements to update a row. It just you just double click on the column and you update your column. I mean, See, what I what I would want is an explain on all the queries I'm writing. I'd love to be able to write out a query and then have MySQL pop out and say, here's a place where this query is suboptimal or even bad. Um, and in, in a sort of a related note, do you guys know about random in MySQL? Order by random? No. What do you mean, know it's, about it? It's It's a method for grabbing random rows, so if you just need, like, 10 random entries from something you'd say order by random take 10 and it'll give you 10 random entries but now this might have changed but i don't think it has it's incredibly incredibly slow well it makes sense because it's probably got to pull the entire data set and then give you 
then it needs to randomize it and give you a random 10 versus give me the first not a random 10. 10. What do you mean not a, a random 1? Because random is random. Right. So you have to pull you have to pull one random record and then read the entire data set again and pull another random record and make sure it's not in the list of existing random records, then read the whole data set again. Well, that's silly. And pull a random record. It's bad. It's real bad. But it is the default behavior in Laravel when you type when you say random record. In in, in Eloquent, if you say random record, uh, I can't remember what the, the exact method for it is, but uh, yeah, if you say give me a random record in Laravel, it will do it the worst well, is that, possible. Is that way, Laravel thing, or, or is that a, it, it is a Laravel thing. So that's it's an not that's thing. not the issue with that's not an issue with MySQL. No, I'm sorry. It's 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 both. It's a MySQL issue because order by random is a really really bad way of doing anything in MySQL, and then it's a Laravel thing because they use it. <laughs> there are other ways with sequential with sequential records. There are other ways of doing random that are much much faster and much better. And I was surprised to find that the the eloquent way of doing it was the bad way. Hmm. Hmm. Guess I've never had yeah, I've I, never had a need for that. So I thought I thought, I've always, I thought random I've was part of the part of the person. part of a collection. Well, I mean, I know you can do random on a collection, and that and that doesn't make, but that doesn't yes. make. That's fine. Okay, That's totally right, different. All right. When you're pulling random on an actual query, you're saying it uses my MySQL's random, and you're and it's a and it's a true random. It's not a random based off of a previous read. It's a it's an actually true random, so <clears throat> it's very bad. I think you're very bad. Yeah, you're it's very, very bad, bad for your tables. I am. I'm a I'm a bad boy. The I'm the bad boy of PHP. Uh, all right, is that it? Are we wrapping up? Is that I think I think we're in a good spot. I that's no. I've that's you you have a discussion minutes. note here that I I put on the next timing, discussion man. point. What. I'm way, man. I got way too drunk today. I had a, uh, I had a Moscow something at dinner, you know. A Moscow yeah. mule. I yeah, had me. that at dinner, and now I'm drinking my scotch, and I'm messed up, man. What do I have up here? They usually put too much ginger beer in a Moscow Moscow mule. Actually, they didn't put enough in this one. It tasted uh, kind of flat. Great Q and A at DevCon last night. Mood. So this this has got to be old. Defcon couldn't have just happened because this is I added this on the eleventh. This last yeah, week, yeah. yeah. What do you okay? What do you guys think about Elon Musk right now? Because my my opinion is don't have heroes. Don't have heroes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the story. What's going on? What what did he do? So so I know I, he's been he's the, very abrasive, isn't the, he? First thing, Thomas's fascination with the Trello board. I, I think we need to shut down the Trello board for a show because Tom is just too like too dependent on the Trello board. He like wants to get to the to the cards right away. I've stopped adding cards. I've I've taken my lead from John and just stopped adding them. Oh, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed. Okay, so both of you have just failed miserably at your only the, jobs. Yeah, that's <laughs> my only <laughs> job. That's the only job we have to do is to add Trello card. Yeah, I wish that was my only job. Um, the What Thomas is referencing is my card in here. Elon Musk sent out a tweet. 
He said, great Q&A at DEF CON last night. Thanks for helping make Tesla and SpaceX more secure. Uh, planning to open source Tesla vehicle security software for free use by other car makers. Extremely important to a safe, self-driving future for all. Now, I will say, I, I can't confirm this. I When I saw this article, I meant to go back and do some research. But I do believe this is not the first time Elon Musk has opened up and open sourced Tesla software. I am pretty sure he's done this in the past. Um, so yeah, so essentially, I, I, I assume I, I wasn't there. I wasn't at DevCon. I don't know the whole backstory, but it sounds like uh, they they allowed uh, DevCon participants to take a look at the security software for the Tesla vehicle, and they got some good feedback from from DevCon and doing that. Um, so the, your question again is, what do I think of Elon Musk? Uh, you know, I mean. Well, things have been rough lately for Elon. Well, how's this? Well, I think this started with launching the Roadster into space. What, what started? Remember, what remember started? The great, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the criticism of Elon Musk as an icon in the industry. I, I, th- is, I th- is a lot of. I think maybe. I, I think. I think perhaps he got a little bit more criticism about being a little self-absorbed. Maybe yes, sure, right. but whatever. And, and that's going to happen. He seems publicly on Twitter. He seems to have kind of become a dick. I don't follow him close enough to to have a to have an opinion on that. So he was involved when the when the Thai kids were in the cave for like two weeks. He got involved in that the project to help rescue them. And when he received criticism from somebody on the dive team. Uh, he called him pedo guy. And oh, what's that was, mean? Is that a bad word, pedo? Like ped- pedophile, the word you called me earlier. Okay. Remember that in the, the beginning? Yeah. So he just randomly calls the guy a pedophile, and a lot of people on Twitter were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, He was forced to retract that and apologize. And now he hopped onto Twitter or, or some social media platform and said, he's considering taking Tesla private, mm-hmm. which Pro, the, the company Tesla. Yes. The company Tesla, which if you have an investor who's able to buy back all the shares is perfectly legal thing to say. But if you don't have an investor who's willing to buy back all the shares, it's really illegal mm-hmm. to say, um, and there's an SEC investigation into Tesla, into Elon Musk right now because mm-hmm. of this. And he's just generally started arguing with with detractors on Twitter. Um, he's made big cases about media outlets that are running negative articles about him. He's He's just suddenly very abrasive on Twitter. And a lot of people are starting to look at him and go, oh, you're slightly unhinged, aren't you? And it seems like he is getting a little bit unhinged. Yeah. Uh, and then there's been recent evaluations of his his uh, factory's ability to to pump out cars. And okay. that it Are we getting to that point? I mean, it sounds, it sounds like it you have an to. opinion. What's your opinion? Stop, stop stop regurgitating negative negative press and tell me what your opinion is. Do you believe this stuff? Do you have a negative view of him? I I think that 
after I think I had a very positive view of him. I think when he was speaking very little, he talked about going to Mars, saving humanity, uh, saving the Earth, the the important I, things I, for I think he's, a he technology company to do. But he's become so confrontationally vocal that I just don't like him as a person anymore. I just don't. I don't want to hear from him. I want to. I want to see things get done. I want to see grand plans, but I just don't want to hear him anymore. Which is a weird position for someone I used to hold in very high esteem. I wanted to hear all the time, and someone who still gets quoted very frequently in media. What do you? What's that big goofy smile about? Me. <laughs> the fact that I'm. <laughs> He's laughing at me no, not paying I, I'm, attention. I'm actually stop paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so much. You, you know, what, you know what's funny to me is like you can always tell when Thomas is like leading a story and when he has an agenda because he he he'll, he'll ask the general statement of hey what do you guys think about this and you'll start the answer because well here here's what the press said and there was this article and this happened and this it's like okay well what the <laughs> fuck do you think about it then you're asking everybody else. You're, you're just, you're, you're, oh, you're still on. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, Eric's been mean lately. So my He's listeners, so my listeners know, <laughs> these are my two best friends. <laughs> That's where my life is. I'm sorry. We can create a party in like five minutes if we hang this up. I think Carolyn tried to join in earlier. We should have just let her. Told her to. We didn't kick her out. She could have replaced she Eric. Stuck around. Just, no, just tell her to replace that, Eric. She, she hates me. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure <laughs> she hates me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. John knows for a fact. That's why he's not talking. <laughs> he, he's, he's had to he, deal with HR complaints about me. So. Yeah, I'm ready to wrap this up. I, yeah, got I, I gotta to turn my fans back on, man. It's it's still like eighty five here. Hey Google, what's the temperature? No, one seventeen. It's one hundred seventeen degrees. One seventeen. Seventy two. It's it's actually cooler outside than it is in my office right now. I can I can assure you that. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's episode one eighteen. This has been episode one seventeen. 17? Is it only 17? 17. 17. Man, 117s. Yeah. You've done this 117 times. That's like 116 You did the opening. Come on. Eric's Eric's living in the future. Join us next week for episode 118. We we, we can fix that in post. (laughs) I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. I'm John Cogden. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. 
Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.